Intention Training Podcast, where we talk about training, mindset, nutrition, wellness, and self-care. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Intention Training Podcast. I'm not going to edit that out because you know what? I'm not perfect. Um, Do you want to tell the people what we just did on that note? (laughs) On that note, we just recorded for nine minutes um, and everything was on except for like if anybody has the Scarlet Bright, whatever it's called. Nobody has that. um, You have to press the 48V button and I didn't do that. Um, However, take two of episode 36 where we talk about how to supplement your in-the-gym training outside of the gym, which you're mostly outside of the gym. So basically how to live your life around your training. Yeah, um, I think this is very important in terms of trying to maximize the work you're doing in the gym and ultimately achieve your goals. Like you said, it's the, the time you spend in the gym is a very small portion of your day. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of people, you're not even in the gym every day. Um, or at least you, you shouldn't be, don't have to be. Um, so the, the stuff you do outside is is as important, if not more important, than what you are doing in the gym. Um, as well as it, it's just important to um, make sure that your all the activities you do are conducive to what you're trying to achieve and that they're conducive to living the type of life that you want to live. Absolutely. Um, on our, our lost our lost take, this one the one right before this, we talked a little bit about um, the analogy of, of working with our dog yeah. and how we spend, we have dedicated, and it's funny how often we talk about Junebug on this podcast, but yeah. um, we, we have dedicated time where, where we train with her every day, mm-hmm. mostly you. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be like an hour to an hour and a half every day where we are quote unquote working. Right, but beyond that, there are rules that we follow with her regardless of if it's like quote-unquote training time or not and and if she doesn't have those rules then the training that we do intentionally kind of falls apart yeah and i think that you can definitely draw some parallels between that and um what we're trying to get across in this episode Mm -hmm. which is just that it's it's more than just the hour or two that you spend in the gym yeah um the other 10 to 12 hours is, is crucial as well so um, I don't think that it's good to get super regimented where everything is routine based um, and when something goes wrong you can't adapt but I think if you can kind of have a framework for how you want your days to go um, for the most part I think that's a good idea I, I think it can be good to um, like just off the top of your head do some fun whatever walk to Dairy Queen do whatever Mm -hmm. to break up your days um so that every day is not the same as well I Uh, think that shows a lot of resilience too if you can do that and be like okay now I'm just gonna go ahead and do my whole day as I would otherwise can you what made you choose the word like resilience because I mean if you let something like that like just fulfilling a human desire or like some a desire to have fun if you let that dictate the way the way the rest of your day is gonna go um i don't want to say that's weak but that isn't yeah i'm having trouble coming up with the term but i i think i know what you're trying to say in terms of it's like um and i don't know sensitive you know you can be um it's it kind of reminds me of when people are like oh my god I can't train at this gym because this gym doesn't have X, Y, Z equipment. Mm-hmm. The exact equipment that's going to be used at my meet. Right. 
Um, and it's like first, you don't know what's going to be used at the meet, first of all. And if you let that determine how your meet is going to go or how your day is going to go, if something doesn't go as planned or if you do something that you didn't plan, then you're never going to succeed. Yeah. I think the word I would use is not that yours is wrong, mm-hmm. but just how it makes sense to me is like like grounded. Yeah. Um, you don't let little happenings dictate how the rest of your day is going to go and i i do think building in time and for for things like that like we talked about like spontaneous walk to dairy queen or Mm -hmm. um maybe you asked me do you want do you want to take a walk do you want to come training with the dog Mm -hmm. usually i find that when you do that stuff you're really glad that you did and that you made the time and that you took a break from whatever else you were doing um this also this conversation makes me think about um our, our research and our work around goal setting and how um, constantly being focused on the outcome um, can really take away from giving yourself credit for what you're doing to mm-hmm. get there, the process, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's super cliche to say trust the process or love the process, enjoy the process, whatever. Um, but I do think it's true because that's, that's at least like 90% of your life is building yeah. to that goal. And if you are constantly focused on the future, you're not in the present. Mm-mm. And when you can't appreciate the present, then you're not really living. Yeah. You know, you're just going through the motions or trying to get somewhere. You're, being you're not a- appreciating where you are right now. Yeah. And you're being a slave to something that you think will but, make you a better human or a better person when in reality it's diminishing who you are because it's taking away you know, all of these qualities that do make you human, you know, the ability to enjoy the moment, the ability to just take a breath, mm-hmm. the ability to have fun and fulfill like regular human desires. Yeah. And I think this is a deeper conversation and one that I would love to have. Um, I'm, I'm on my second go around with the book, The Power of Now, and it's been super transformative to me. I've taken a lot of notes, so I hope to share some of that um, with, with all the listeners. But I guess we should probably move on, but the mm-hmm. last thing um, I would say on that front is, like you said before, um, you have to acknowledge that like, who you are in this moment is, is good. It's enough. It's not your identity can't be tied to um, the thoughts you have, the desires that you have, who you want to be. You know, you have to be proud of who you are and appreciate that just living breathing is enough and sometimes a a helpful way to do that is almost like just like a body scan like Mm -hmm. really try to pay attention to your breath for just even just one breath Mm -hmm. try to feel if there's any tension anywhere in your body and that can kind of draw you towards where you are in that present moment what's going on around you Mm -hmm. um as as weird as this is this is something that like when you notice that you're not present you can look at it one of two ways you can blame yourself mm-hmm. for not being there, not being present, not being mindful. Or you can say, hey, I just realized that I'm not necessarily paying attention to the present moment. But by doing that, I'm paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. And I am in the present moment. And that's how I am choosing to look at it. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right. Should we, talk to, should we talk about what we've been up to? Yeah. So it's been two weeks since the last episode. Um, what has gone on for you since then? So it's now basically summer in Minnesota. Ugh. Just kidding. Um, it did hit like 60 degrees today, though. There's still snow on the ground. Um, I would say that right now I'm probably the busiest I've been in a, in a good while, if not ever. 
Um, but I am handling it a lot better than I would have like two to three years ago, probably with even less on my plate. So that is a big um, indicator of growth for me, like the way I'm able to hand- juggle and handle everything um, as well as still acknowledge that like I'm a human being and I deserve to enjoy things and do things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm doing my community health worker certification still. Um, I am filling a community health worker role at the Native American Community Clinic and taking on a few more responsibilities there. Um, personal training, I'm, I'm having a few clients. Well, I've gotten a few clients since the last, and I am expecting a few to come. Yeah, and you, it seems like you're starting to get some more folks that are interested in powerlifting, which must be yeah. fun. Yeah, no, that's really fun. Um, and it's really insightful for me. I, I'm kind of transitioning out of powerlifting right now, but um, I do think the the way to train for powerlifting is very simple and very straightforward. Which doesn't mean it's easy, which by the way. Mean, yeah, it does not mean it's easy um, by any means, but um, it's definitely a fun thing to coach. And um, I am finishing up my first or my third semester of my master's degree. So nice. Yep, hanging in there. Nice, awesome. Um, I hope, I hope this isn't like too out there. Um, but I want to be very transparent cause I feel like this might benefit people that are listening. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel like I have done as a partner in terms of supporting you with how busy you are? What, what are some things that I've done that have helped or you've appreciated? And what are some things that you feel like I could do better or that you could benefit from in terms of being able to handle and manage your stress and you don't have to hold back I promise I won't get defensive or I think the only thing I wish and not not only you but more people would take into consideration Mm -hmm. is the way that they talk about things that they think they quote unquote have to do or the way they stress themselves out over things that aren't immediately detrimental to them or Mm -hmm. immediately happening because I feel like I'm juggling a lot and you know right when I come to terms with that and when I'm like and I come to terms with the fact that I'm like hey it's okay like I'm a human being and just because like I don't get this one assignment in early doesn't mean that I'm a bad student I deserve to play sims or I deserve to do something for my leisure and then I hear somebody else say oh my god, I have to get this done. Why am I so slow? Or um, like, oh, I just have to sit down and do this all day. Um, if I wasn't if I wasn't certain that um, I deserve joy and I deserve happiness, I would be oh, I would be really phased by that. And I would think, oh no, I'm I'm like a I'm not a great worker, you know, I'm taking time to take care of myself. Mm. Um so that's one thing that I wish a lot of people would consider is the way you talk about yourself in front of other people. Hmm. Um, and then you've done you 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 always like and you maybe. offer to do the laundry you are and you cook, um, which is I would starve. <laughs> I would really starve. Um, you take the dog out to play with the dog, and you just realize that I don't have. You ask like if I have time before we dive into um, a deep discussion or something like that which I really appreciate. Um, so yeah, I mean, you've been super supportive, um, even throughout like Carlton and stuff like that. So thanks. Thanks for sharing. I I just wanted to do that because I feel like 
um, people could probably gain something from that in terms of not that we're perfect by any means, but we're coming up on five years together and that takes mm-hmm. a balancing act and it takes open communication. So, um, yeah, plus I, we're like, whether it's perceived or it's real, we all feel like we're super, super busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so how you project that onto other people mm-hmm. or how you interact with other people, um, can really affect your quality of life because if you let just the amount of things that you have on your plate determine or dictate what kind of quality of life you have, mm-hmm. you're always going to have a poor quality of life because there will always be things that come up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, I think I think that was valuable and I appreciate you sharing. Yeah, what have you been up to? Um, More of the same. Um, just kind of keep things moving forward. I actually had a couple job opportunities. Um, I won't name companies or anything but a couple different sports performance facilities in the suburbs um wanted me to come work for them uh i ultimately turned them down there are a couple different reasons for that um logistics played a role um but ultimately for me it came down to um wanting to be able to serve our community um i felt like as crazy as it sounds i think that if people want sports performance training I can't really think of another place within the Twin Cities that people could go besides um, coming to me. And mm-hmm. um, obviously that's beneficial in terms of, of, of business, but more so like that is very fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me feel like I'm making a difference, like I'm making an impact. And I know I am because um, people are getting results. People are getting scholarships. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I will be here for the near future hopefully the the very distant future um i'm looking to continue to develop um my abilities as a coach um looking to i think this summer we'll definitely be spending a lot of time outside but beyond that i'd love to secure a space where we have a little bit more room for our movement stuff um so yeah but ultimately i'm very very happy with where we're at i feel like we're building some new momentum i'm starting a a soccer small group um this week with three maybe four um high school age kids pretty high level soccer players so i'm really looking forward to that um and then also a basketball small group is starting this week so i love the small group environment um makes it more affordable for people we can incorporate some competition so i'm looking forward to that um i think you and i are also going to try to get some small groups for student athletes of all sports Mm -hmm. going with um early april so Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to that um i am well, I mentioned earlier our five-year anniversary is coming up, which will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm actually headed to Arizona this coming Friday um, to visit Ellerson down at Exos in Scottsdale, Arizona, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, I'm going to get to see their afternoon lift, um, which will be really cool because their facilities are incredible. Um, I'm pretty sure Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley are down there, as well as just tons of other pros so um that'll be pretty surreal i'm really looking forward to that as well as just seeing my friend checking in it's been a while so um he's got his pro day coming up march 22nd um which if if you're not aware the nfl combine officially was canceled this year so um this is pretty much it he's he's got this opportunity to showcase um his all the qualities that people look for in a, in a in a football player, at least according to how they measure it. Uh, I think the combine tests are somewhat flawed, but um, in terms of the representation of an actual football player. But with that said, um, 
I think he is going to do very well on his test. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to um, him getting his the recognition that he deserves for how much work he's put in. And then after that, um, we've got the draft coming up. So lots of exciting stuff for him. Um, yeah. And then finally, I'm doing, I am involved with the research project at um, my alma mater, uh, St. Thomas, where we are looking at how um, different common um, resistance training exercises activate different regions of the hamstrings. Um, we identified through look, combing through research where the hamstrings are most commonly injured, and then we're hoping to identify which exercises um, have the most activity of that particular region of the hamstrings so that um, through rehab and through strength training, you can better prevent those injuries. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm not super excited about that just because I just graduated college, but that that's what I'm up to on top of um, doing my reading, my own training, stuff like that. So. Cool, cool. All right, let's dive in. So like we talked about today, we're going to talk about um, things that you can do outside of the gym to increase your uh, likelihood of reaching training goals. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. So um, how do we want to approach this? Do we want to do... So I, I actually, I think I think this is part of why we do well together, at least on this podcast. So I'm the type of person who is going to come in with a list and with notes mm-hmm. um, and you're usually going off the dome, which I appreciate. So do you want to give your thoughts right away do you want me to give my list and then you can add or comment how do you want to do it um well you give your list okay i can add and comment okay so the first one i have is and and remember we're talking about things that you can slash should be doing outside of working out to help support whatever your goals might be for working out Mm -hmm. right um the first one i have is sleep and nutrition i think that's Mm -hmm. where it all starts um, getting at least seven hours of sleep a night, napping if you can, um, and backing up with good nutrition. With most people, um, I find that the the three and we we just talked about nutrition, so we mm-hmm. won't go too in depth on it. Um, check our last ep- that was our last episode, right? Yep. Check our last episode if you want more information about that. But as far as nutrition, I think honing in on pre workout nutrition, post workout nutrition, getting in enough protein each day um, Mm -hmm. is usually a really good place to start. So that's my first thing that people should be focusing on outside the gym. Anything you want to add there? Yeah, I would just say that um, don't let people make you think that getting good sleep and having adequate nutrition is as hard as, you know, people say it is. It's really simple when it comes down to it. And if it doesn't, if you are sticking to something really strict and it's not working for you most days, it's not a good. That's not a good strategy. Um, so, really keep it simple with that stuff. Yeah, and I think it's a good idea to have consistency. Yeah. Um, but also being somewhat flexible mm-hmm. with it, you know, mm-hmm. um, particularly around nutrition. And we talked yeah. about that in the last episode. But um, my next one is hydration. This starts in the morning, drinking mm-hmm. a glass. A- big glass of water as soon as you wake up um, really kind of sets you off on the right foot. And then from there, um, you want to get at least two liters, which I think is around 64 ounces throughout the day. Yeah, just Probably get a, more, ideally. Just get a big water bottle. Yeah, and then know? two of those and you're set. Yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously hydration is important. Mm-hmm. Um, next we have activity. So what I mean by this is you can't go and train for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, 
and then go home and sit for the other 12. Um, if you do that... Um, Your hips, hips going to hate you. spine, <laughs> neck, just everything. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend um, trying to never sit for over an hour uninterrupted. Yeah. So within every hour, at least get up mm-hmm. and use the bathroom, walk around a little bit. Um, things, Other things I like to do is, is, is stand intermittently um sit in a squat intermittently um as weird as it sounds do a couple just mobility movements that make you feel good or or challenge your balance maybe like um some examples would be just break up your sitting by getting up doing 30 seconds of single leg balance with your eyes closed on each side Mm -hmm. it's really simple but it'll break up that monotony um it will help you from not being so stiff and um some really harmful stuff can happen when you sit for a prolonged period of time or yeah. when you stand, but with, with poor posture. With really bad posture. That, that's another thing I wanted to check on. And I think a lot of people um, don't don't recognize the importance that posture has when you actually get to the gym. Um, and when you, when you get to the gym, you really kind of proof that posture that you've been holding on to. So the gym is not the place where you would correct that posture it's a place where you test it out Mm. so you want to be um practicing good posture as much as you can when you're not in the gym and one thing um to realize is that like when we're constantly bending over all the time our back muscles are getting elongated and our um our like front front muscles are all getting shortened and a a, like a, a tip i like to use is just when you're scrolling on your phone, like put that thing right in front of your face, you know, because then you're not like looking down at it and you're not hunched over. On top of that, your arm will get tired and you won't want to scroll for as long. Yeah. As an- another good one is like anytime you want to scroll, sit and squat mm-hmm. because you're not going to want to sit down there for too long. Mm-mm. And it's just a great way to, to break it up. Um, yeah. So definitely get up throughout the day, walk around. If you can go out and take a walk, which like you said, we're having some much better weather here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, a lot of people have, um, proposed benefits for walking after you eat in terms of metabolism, um, and, and things digestion. like, and digestion. Um, so you could explore that, but ultimately the, the take home point is you can't work out for an hour and then sit for 12 and then expect to feel good the next day. Yeah. Um, so And expect your session to go well the next day. And yep. Compound that with not drinking any water. Just like don't go to or the gym. Or not sleeping or not. All these things. Um, and you, you brought this up and I think this is super important. Like, I also think within the gym, and this is a completely separate topic, but how you do things matter. Mm-hmm. It's not just enough to just do things. If you're mm-hmm. squatting... Even if it's a heavy load and you're able to increase week to week, but you're doing it with terrible posture, terrible technique, you could be doing more harm than you're doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just goes back to um, being present and holding yourself accountable, um, the way you prepare, the way you warm up, mm-hmm. what you do for the other hours throughout the day. So um, I just wanted to mention that on that on that note. Um, my next one is recovery. So um, I did a post a while back. Um, did a bunch of research surrounding different modalities for recovery, what might be effective, what might not be effective, etc. Um, kind of the conclusion that, that I came to is that um, it seems like to me the low-hanging fruit, the things that work um, seem to be foam rolling in terms of 
whether it's acutely increasing your range of motion for like a subsequent workout, so doing it right before you work out, or that it appears that there's some um, there's some something to foam rolling at night or after your workout to try and decrease DOMS. I also like that it just puts you in the mindset where um, you're thinking about your training, you know, you're, you're trying to prepare for your training as well as it's just super relaxing and it feels good. So whether it's foam rolling, it's an actual massage, or it appears that um, massage guns, like vibrating massage guns are the best, yeah. um, at least better than foam rollers. So if you can do those things, I like to do that at night before I go to bed. I yeah. find it super helpful. Just like you do a lot of things like that for your recovery, thinking about thinking intentionally about things that and trends that lead you to be better recovered and potentially tracking those things can be really helpful. So if you're if you find that like you had actually nine hours of sleep and you ate an hour before bed and your morning workout went awesome that's something to hold on to especially Mm -hmm. if that is your routine Um, so you want to be tracking these things but at the same time you don't want to be reactive to them so say you get seven hours of sleep one night and you ended up eating right before bed you don't want to wake up and be like oh man now today is going to be a shitty day yeah um that's just not true Mm -hmm. It, it can be if you want to make it one um but being mindful about the way that you're thinking about your recovery and um understand sometimes you're going to be under recovered your recovery isn't always going to be great um that's just the way of life Mm -hmm. so try to be stable you know and fortified when things aren't really going your way recovery wise yeah definitely Uh, my next one is studying or learning um about what it is that you're trying to accomplish um so for me, um, this usually means reading different texts um, about things within speed, uh, sports performance, strength and conditioning, um, watching YouTube videos or lectures, um, watching film of the sports for the athletes that I'm working with, trying to note their movement patterns, um, how I can integrate them into our training. Um, so I think just being kind of like a student of the game and, and trying to learn about how how, about how you can better set yourself up for success in terms of whatever your goal is. I think that doing it is one thing, um, you know, going to the gym, getting your workout in. But then if, if you truly like want to achieve your goal, I think that it's also beneficial to always be thinking about how you can be doing things better or doing things more efficiently. Um, that doesn't mean, again, to like never give yourself credit for what you are doing. But you should, in my opinion, always be striving or looking for that that edge, if you mm-hmm. will. Like, how can I do things the best? And I think the best way to do that is to do your own studying, do your own learning, have conversations. Don't just take what other people say um, as as bond, as word as bond. Um, so that's my next one. Um, let's do like two more. Yeah, I, only, I have three more. Okay. Um, preparation, and this just goes back. This is like. For, to me, what this means is packing your gym bag, um, packing your food, meal prep, stuff like that. Just making sure, sh- like do the little things. Mm-hmm. Do the little things so that you don't have to worry about or worry about them later on and you can focus on the actual task at hand. That one's pretty simple. 
Uh, I think one that we haven't really talked about is do other things that you enjoy throughout your day. Because yep. when you are stoked on your life and you're stoked on what you're doing, your gym sessions are going to go better. And a crappy gym session isn't going to be make or break for you. And you're going to have a lot of crappy gym sessions. Yep. So you need to have other things that you enjoy outside of your life. And I find that when I'm a lot of the um, like really serious powerlifting people I follow... Um, I'm sorry, but your life just looks really like boring and like sad. And I know that a lot of people on Instagram don't show, you know, their entire life, but it does seem like everything that they are learning and pushing um, is like strength training or power lifting related. And I then I can really see why a bad training session um, or a bad client review review would rock your world. Yeah, you can't let your identity become tied to what it is that you do and this goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning um you you are enough you know Mm -hmm. just by being you you don't have to be this guru or the best in your field even though it might feel like it um to be you and to live is enough and i do think it's really dangerous when your ego or your identity becomes tied to um any one particular thing whether it's sports whether it's um powerlifting, work, whatever it might be, because then when things go wrong or things don't go in plan with that thing, um, it your entire life goes down. Your quality of life goes down. Um, and there's so many things that we can't control when it comes to things like powerlifting or sports, injuries, um, mm-hmm. our competition. There are just too many factors. You can't tie your worth as a person to your performance at something just because so much of it is out of our control of course you want to prepare your best you want to set yourself up for success but you could do all that and you could still fail and then it it you have to know how to deal with failure and know and know that failing at one thing does not make you a failure Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so i did have that one on my list i wrote it down as um just life recharge come back energized i think getting away from um whatever it is that that you do on a regular basis, that you work towards, that you're passionate about, getting away from that, doing other things will make you that much more excited to come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason why you, you'll hear pro athletes talk about how when the season's done, they'll take like a month off. They won't touch a basketball. They won't touch a football. Um, you, you need that break mm-hmm. because if you want to have that same fire about your passions, um, then you it don't want to make it your job, you know? And for some people, it is their job, but... Um, it but it shouldn't have to. It doesn't it shouldn't, have. It shouldn't feel like yeah, it. it shouldn't you know? have to feel like it. Right. That's the exactly. Of it. Especially with things like, like sports, where we all started playing sports because they're fun. Yeah. You know, um, the last thing to mention on this list, as far as what we should be doing outside the gym to support what we're doing inside the gym, I just have meditation, visualization, breath work. Um, mm-hmm. This looks different for everybody, but I think practicing mindfulness in some way, shape, or form. Um, is extremely helpful. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Do you have any comments? We did have like a few audience questions, but I think we should save that for the next round. Okay. Um, yeah, so should we, do we want to talk about like current events, what we've been consuming as far as music, books, st- movies, stuff like that, or do you want to just cut it off? Um, let's cut it today. So Roy and I do this thing called Calling in Community. And that happens 3 p.m. every Sunday Central Standard Time mm-hmm. where we just kind of meet with other people from across the United States and we call virtually, virtually on Zoom and we call about we call about things related to social events and quote unquote like social justice. Um, 
And so, yeah, we are doing that in a few minutes and we want to be fresh for that. Yeah. So, um, we will end it there. Hopefully we'll, we'll see some of you at calling community. It's a, I think it's a great way to be involved and take action. Um, so hopefully we'll see some of you there beyond that um, new episode coming in two weeks sounds like we're going to be doing some audience questions so if you have questions um, or ideas for topics there will be a link in the episode description on where you can submit those um, we also will link our patreon where you can support us um, we do operate on a sliding fee scale so if you have funds to spare or if you appreciate um what we're providing to you all then it would mean very much to us if you would sign up for our patreon um i think that's pretty much it so we'll talk to you guys in two weeks and yeah all right peace